Alrighty, guys, what is up? It's Stu. It's another episode of Jammin' with Joe. And um, you look like shit. I feel amazing. <laughs> but that's purely thanks to Red Bull, who's not a sponsor. <laughs> no, no, not, not a sponsor. Not as bang. Um, one day, though. So uh, we're going we're gonna to get into Studio, which is um, the new platform Joe has put out, which I've been putting out a talking about a lot. Uh, Joe just did a webinar on it. Uh, I want to get into all that, but let, we're going to ease into this conversation real quick. So we got, you know, Charlotte Jim's essentially got shut down. It was like the day after St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday. So we're sitting here now. It's about a month in, four weeks in. And it, so talk as a user, as a, you go to Reebok CrossFit Charlotte Uptown, mm -hmm. where what was the process there? So do you still have your gym? Like what, what talk to me about it as I want to, I want to talk to a consumer. Yeah, so it was weird. So I think when I first knew that the gym was shutting down, I had no problem. I was just like, yeah, like I'll continue to support, um, again, being so intimately involved with these gyms and stuff sure. like that, and it being the lifeblood of my business. I was just like, okay, this makes sense. So maybe I was a little bit different of an end consumer sure. just because like I had the emotional tie to it yep. and also the small business tie. Yep. That was just like a huge thing for me. Um, but I think... When it started, they handled it pretty well. I actually, so I do some consulting with them and I've talked to them about how to frame different things and how to message it. And I think that that's something that I think a lot of gyms didn't do so great yeah. when this started, which was the messaging. And it wasn't the fact that the message wasn't right. It was the delivery wasn't great. Sure. Um, a lot of times people look to gyms to be their escape from the reality and to have the gym also be a place that constantly reminds you of what's going on wasn't always the best um, thing. So what they did, I thought they did a great job. So they put out a message about it when they were closing down the gym. They were super on top of it. I feel like they messaged almost every day. So you were constantly in the know. Um, and it wasn't these long, drawn out, like, let's all kind of kumbaya and be sad about it. It was very much like, we're going to keep you up to date. And we're going to try to extend as far as we can. Um, and I think it wasn't until they did the equipment rental and they knew that that was going to come that's when they were like, okay, we're closing doors and here's going to be the process. So they did a, a great job of like kind of um, holding back the bleeding, I'd say, from a lot sure. of members because they felt like we were all in it together. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, nobody knows how each gym's handling it and, and what everyone's bleed looks like. You know, I think, uh, you know, I've been talking a lot about creating a, a runway, uh, you know, that burn rate. Like, oh. okay, if you're a gym and this is what you have drafting, right? Like everyone stays on. How long can you go? How many cancellations can you sustain before you're now profitless, assuming you had profit to begin with? Right. And then once you're profitless, <laughs> what are what I'm calling like DEFCON 1 and 2, maybe even 3, right? So like at Urban, I know if we get to a certain percentage, we go to DEFCON 1, and that's where I would have to put Isaac and Deuce, my full-time staff, on reduced salaries. Yeah. You know? And then I know if we get to the next tier of cancellations, that would be DEFCON 2, and that's effectively where they would be gone. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, like, and you have to plan for that. And see, I think it's so different, too, because I was so primed by the tech industry that, like, runway was always a thing because people always talk about investments in tech. So it's like, okay, what's your runway right now? What's your burn rate? That's all they care about in the early stages. So like I was always conscious of that. Yeah. So when I found out, I think JP Morgan was the first one to put it out. That was like 48% of small businesses cannot make it past 27 days. And you're just like, what? Yeah. Like they tell us to shoot for six months of runway and three on the light side. Like if you can't do three months of runway, like you need to stockpile your pants. Is that JP Morgan? Much. Is that a stat in, for businesses in general, in or like in co in, for COVID, or in general business practices? What? No, this was the survey that they did for how long could you keep your doors open if revenue stopped today. Got it. Okay. 
Um, yeah, and the average, I think, yeah, they said the average was 20, or like Correct. 48% was and less than And the lucky thing is these gyms have a recurring subscription model, yep. right? So like, but again, you look at things like Berries. So Berries is an interesting paradigm because a lot of what they do, especially at this newer location, is paid by class, PIF. It's a PIF model. Right. And Bear, it, Berries was a laggard to Zoom. So I know you know the manager over there real well, yeah. and I've been I've I follow all their correspondence and their. They were live multiple times a day. Yeah, the they're going second they close the live. Doors. Yeah, they're live multiple times a day, but they didn't come out with their consult. Now now it's I mean you could go to Berries now. You buy red lights for your house. Yeah. Berries dumbbells at some crazy two dollar and twenty five cents a pound, two fifty a pound kind of thing. Bands all of your Berries branded workout equipment. I love the red light option. You could buy to plug in for yeah. your red room at home. It's brilliant. But they don't have it. They're not going. They don't have an app. Mm-hmm. They're not delivering it that way. They're just doing Zoom. Live Zoom classes is, is essentially what is the delivery. Oh, are they on Zoom that, now? That's it. I thought they're they were just, just doing IG. I didn't yeah. see that. So they were doing IG before they had this consolidated Zoom. And so what it is is you have to pay, sign up for the class. And again, when everyone hears pay, they're like, well, I'm not making my members pay. And remember, you have members on a recurring subscription, and you're trying to get them to not cancel. Right. So of course, you're not going to charge them extra. So much of Barry's business is paid in full. Right. People have paid for classes. They now get to use those credits, and then hopefully they'll continue to buy more classes. And we'll talk to what you've seen with, uh, I forget her name, with Essential Thrive and Shakti Yoga here in yeah. Charlotte. We'll talk about that in a second too. But Berries was a laggard to that. I think they just had to get it done. They're going to do a Berries, right? They were laggard by three weeks, which is not that big of a deal. Um, it's being done well, and they're running classes, and people are now paying per class to go in, and they get the Zoom conference meeting link or whatever 20 minutes before the class. And I'm assuming there's an instructor in there and someone else is logged in as a bouncer probably to make sure there aren't people fucking like the Nelk boys fucking up and doing like pranks. And that's my favorite thing on YouTube right now are the Nelk boy pranks where, they're, where their fans are sending them the access codes to Zoom college classes. Which and, is just crazy. And they're fucking just – they're just in there just <laughs> causing a ruckus in Zoom college classes, and it's fucking hilarious. That's hysterical. It's, I have literally absorbed almost no content. I've never felt so detached from what's going on yeah. that I have. Like it's been three or four weeks of I wake up, I see like five minutes in the morning and ten minutes before I go to bed, yeah. and everything else has just been in my laptop. Yeah. So it's so wild like here like – did you see this thing? I'm like, no, I didn't see anything. But, <laughs> but you had to put your head down to, to build something. Essentially, you're, you know, what you did is similar to like what the SBA is doing. Ever, I got a lot of gym owners that are very uh, pissy because there was supposed to be a $10,000 grant. Oh. Uh, if you apply for the EIDL, $10,000 grant, forgivable. And everyone's like, oh my God, I want to get that free $10,000. Who doesn't want a free $10,000? Well, now it is, is that you're really only getting $1,000 per W-2 employee you have. Right. So I got a lot of these gyms that, you know, never thought that it was maybe a good idea to have people on payroll or have full and they're not getting anything and they're pissed off and it's like I, I get it but it was free money anyway do you really think you were right. just gonna get, everyone was gonna get 10,000 fucking dollars did you really bank on that and then um, you know the payroll protection plan you know with you know uh, forgiving your payroll for you know two and a half times your payroll for eight weeks like these are all things that would have taken years if the SBA really wanted to create this loan program <laughs> right. and just have it in case of a pandemic it would have taken them 18 24 months to create it execute it test it practice it project it they came out within like 13 days. Right. It's kind of like what you did with studio, right? Yeah. Like, you know, it feels very much. Yeah. Yeah. You like, if you were going to do this right and you could go back in time and jump in your DeLorean and hit 85 and go back and tell uh, a year ago, Joe, and say a year ago, Joe, this is, this is what's going to happen in 2020 and, and the end of February, March, create this product called studio. You'd be like, I probably don't have enough time. It's only a year. Like yeah. you probably would have wanted, you would have wanted a ton of time. To I would have it. looked at probably four to five months before I ever had anyone even testing something. Sure. 
You know what I mean? So what, how long, so from, st- you know, nuts to soup, start to finish, how long? Three how many, and a half weeks. Three and a half weeks. Yeah, pretty much exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was intense. Dude. Yeah. It was intense because like, I think I was, and I got super stressed out in the beginning because it felt like a bubble. I want to help as many people as I could. Yep. Right. This was when all of the narrative was like, it's four weeks. We're back in at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I was like, oh man, I want to get this out. I want to get this in people's hands so they can start testing it and, you know, take the approach where just people have it. Um, but I'm actually so happy that I didn't like, I, I, you know, obviously, you know, that a week after I started, I scrapped the whole project yep. and I started from scratch with the things that so I knew So essentially two and a half weeks. Yes, essentially. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah and two and a half, half weeks. weeks. Yeah. Right. Spent a week fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> I spent a week proving to myself that I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. And then I started to get my uh, wits about me and I'm like, okay, this is a better way to structure it. This will have more longevity. And what all I kept thinking about, I think after the first week, we had enough conversations and I had seen enough on my laptop to be like, oh, this has more potential than just helping what's going on right now in the next two months. So let me build it as if that's sure. the case without taking into account like, okay, the, the realistic projection is four or five months, but like, hey, what can I do? And I call it, so MVP, minimum yeah. viable cro- product. I now call it JMVP. So like, what would I feel comfortable putting out in front of people, which is always just a little bit more polished, not necessarily in a function way, but like the look and the aesthetic, this sure. matters. And I think that people gravitate towards that because what happened was the, sh- the fundamental shift that I have that I think really kind of inspired me and pushed me was it started with, okay, MVP usually solves one problem. So like, what is the problem that I was solving? And it was like, gym owners need a way to deliver some sort of product to their members that makes them feel like paying the 150 plus dollars a month for their membership because their gym owner went out and sought something that was professional enough for them, right? So like, that was the problem I was trying to solve. And I quickly realized after hearing all the feedback from the Zoom calls and our conversations that we would have about like, what's working, what's not, that it mattered so much what the end consumer, like what the actual member thought of, because it could have ended up just like Zoom, which was everybody thought this is going to be the way, let's do it. And then the end consumer, three classes in, they're like, oh, I can't hear the audio. Like it's coming in and out. And their classes went from 35 to 21 to 12 to four. Correct. And I'm like, I don't want to spend, if it takes me another two weeks, it's worth the idea that when the consumer gets into it, they go, oh, this is something I want to keep doing because that motivates the gym owner to be like, I want to produce more of this. They're willing, like you guys would be more willing to jump through some hoops if you knew that your members were like, fuck yeah, sure. this is what I want. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting now because in the beginning, I was, I was the first guy out <clears throat> to not bash, but say, fuck your Zoom calls. Your oh, Zo- fuck your yeah. Zoom calls. <clears throat> and I'm, I mean, I literally, every day I'll do three, maybe up to six Zoom calls a day between podcast interviews and talking to my clients, the gym owners and things yeah. like that. Zoom is a one-to-one or it's a one-to-many, but it's not one-to-many input and output. Right. It is generally one-to-two people talking. One to mute. Up, yes, correct. Yeah, one-to-mute. <laughs> very, very good. And everyone was trying to take a technology that wasn't designed to deliver high, like 60 frames per second type sure. movement. Like with that, you know, like this entire thing. And and then the, there's no one even thought to put out a how-to for them. Like that was one thing I also realized. Out of everyone I talked to that did Zoom, Nobody thought to be like, they were, every gym owner bitched. Oh my God. And then you got the client that doesn't mute their phone or doesn't set the computer up right. I'm like, did you tell them how to do it? Right. Like I've been using Zoom since I started What the Fuck Gym Talk. And so I'm, I'm very polished in it. I don't even think I would be able to appropriately, even with understanding that platform and how that technology works, 
tell any of my clients, 24 people in a class, how to properly utilize it so we can have as close to possible as this bastardized version of a group fitness experience. Yeah, and not to mention, by the way, that 20% of them won't follow it even if you lay it out perfectly. Sure. Like, and I, I, always, I think this, these are such funny examples now that I'm getting like true examples. When I have people signing up for studio right now, they have to send me an email with three things. The name and email address that they use to sign oh, up yeah. their account. And what they, and want, their what they want their studio, studio to be called. called yeah. 40% of them. I, I just did the math because I thought it was astounding. 40% of them left one of those details out. Yeah. And five people sent us no information. They just said, created it, thanks. And I'm like, uh, so like, even if you think you're perfect, you're still going to have those sure. people that fall through. Now, the thing for me when I saw the live classes started is I know the difficulty of live production. And as soon as I knew people were doing live, in my head, I'm like, that's going to fail. I'm just going to move on. Like, I'm not even going to try to consult yep. people on it. Because that's no different than being like, I don't know how to ride a bike, but this motorcycle looks sweet. <laughs> you know, like you're just yeah. crazy. Like yeah, yeah. you've never been on something like this before. You've yeah. never even created a video of yeah. a digital product. You have you've no never idea shot to... a video where you get to stop and rethink your words and hit record or stop record yeah. and change the lighting and look you've at a script and you're going to go change the lighting. What yeah. is the lighting? What yeah. does that even mean? What does my camera look like? Can yeah. they hear me? Can I... And like even something as simple as the idea that like now they have the throughput audio, which I think was their best feature that they added Zoom, right? Like the idea that you could play the audio from your computer because zoom worked like a speakerphone I'm which means it. that if you had music on yeah. and you talking the music cuts out when you're talking that's just how it yeah. works i'm doing a throughput audio we're doing a zoom call night with a bunch of friends from college and i got invited to this college at this power hour and oh my so God. yeah it's gonna be power hour <laughs> i don't know i'm sure there's some fucking it, it's gonna be it's gonna be but like the, the i originally said no to it the first couple times and then finally they came up with the throughput audio so we could all just share the same audio like, all right cool i'll do that now right, right? like <laughs> so zoom is getting several different features but like it, you know that is too even that thing like getting a bunch of uh old friends together who want to socially distance and communicate it's a shitty experience having a zoom conference call where everybody can talk is a horrible experience for everybody it is so like it's you know i I think it's a great way for people to stay in contact with old friends and, you know, do have a drinking buddy and talk, you know, whatever, you know, talk about life and kids and share pictures and all that. But man, I, it's definitely not a fitness product. And with right. studio, you know, pre-recording, there's three, I look at it as there's three, three platforms or three ways to create content now. Live broadcast, Zoom uh, video conferencing, whether one-to-one -one or one-to-many, and then uh, pre-recorded on demand. That's essentially the only three that I really sure. see. And yeah. the latter is the only one I believe you can package up and sell later on. It's the only thing that has the staying power. Yes. Right? Like, it's the only thing that doesn't require you to be on all the time. Yeah. Right? Like, and we've even talked about with WTF. Right? Like, at some point, if you don't want to take the calls, yeah. there is that. Because then there's MicroGym University, which right. is the pre-recorded yeah. pre stuff. So yeah. it's like, how do you take the effort that you're putting in now while you're learning all this stuff to actually make it meaningful in the yeah. future? And that's why when I saw so many people jumping to YouTube, I was excited because I'm like, great, you're going to have this out there. But now how do you consolidate that? How do you make sure that people find the value in it, even if it's free, yeah. right? Like, so that's what's great about Studio. There, it, it is a free product in, in its essence, but the people don't feel like it feels like I'm going to a class. Like sure. I'm going there to do something specific. You go to YouTube and I just think like, there's no way I could click on YouTube and watch a fitness video from beginning to end because I'll see what's in the recommended. I'll see the related. I'm like, oh, that actually looks a little bit cool. Let me check. Oh yeah, out. I would totally let me watch. Let me see else. four different playlists of videos and then I'll decide. And suddenly, all of a sudden, I you know I buy a Super seventy three instead of actually doing my fitness. Yeah. And like that's the reality of it. So it's like having them focused on something in the same feeling that they're going to the gym. Well, now I'm going to this. And I think that some of the things that I thought about early on were like oh, well, like Peloton, right? Like this is a competitor Peloton. This is competitive. My fitness pal has their own on-demand videos. Like there's so many different things where you can find this. And us as fitness professionals know of these things. 
the average person doesn't, it doesn't even matter. They don't know. They don't really care, right? Like I go to the gym, I pay for the gym membership and I enjoy it. That's fitness in my life. Then my life is the rest of it, right? Like this is just a component of it. So to think that everybody knows about all of these things and the access, all of it, I think so many people are being introduced to the idea of working out from home and the idea of digital on-demand classes that now's the time when you can seem like the forefront of it, right? Like you can come out and be like, yeah, my gym has an on-demand product. Yours doesn't. You know what I mean? It's almost that's going to be the vernacular moving forward. Like that's going to be what people talk about. Yeah. And it's good. I think what we're also going to find is everyone's going to look at what they were shooting and then realize, oh, I, I could easily turn this into a commercial too for the gym. Like again, I'm excited. I think more Canon M50s and road mics and fucking uh, Final Cut Pro downloads are going to happen. I literally all night, I couldn't sleep last night. I did an entire video of my workflow. Not oh, how nice. to use Final Cut Pro, but how I literally, from the second I take it, I do my SD dump from my, my camera to my laptop, how I organize it in my external hard drive, how I set up my projects and my events inside of Final Cut Pro, and then when I edit, how, what I think of in a very systematic way so that I can churn out videos as fast as possible. So yeah. I, I mean like a workflow video, more people are going to get accustomed to that. And then they're going to be able to make the decision, do I outsource it? And then they will have a better understanding of the value of it. Like I use Video Husky. Right. So, right? so it, I know because I've been editing videos, I know what that $500 for unlimited video editing, I like I should be blowing can't them. Can't even yeah, fathom. I can't even right. fathom. $500, are you kidding me? That's what someone charged to edit one five-minute video. Right. So great. I can put the value on that. Now that everyone's tried it and be like, well, am I just going to spend all this? Like, trust me, your camera and the mic and all that, you'll, oh, you're going to be using forever. If you don't realize that these tools are now just kind of synonymous with your laptop yeah. and your cell phone. Well, no one will... would ever consider starting a business without a computer. Correct. Nowadays, like, it's just like, what do you, like, me, what you, would you do? Of course you're going to have when a When someone tells me they don't have a computer, I'm just like, poor or dumb? Right. Like, which one are you? And, and what's funny about it is like, it's so obvious now. That, that is what media will be, right? There's no reason why you shouldn't think that everything moving forward is going to be how you distribute it, and this is the way you distribute it. Yeah. So, so um, but I think that workflow video is a great idea. Yeah. Because what I was just talking to somebody about the other day was that a lot of people are actually capable of executing. Sure. They're just not creative enough to think of the solution. Correct. But if you're like, hey, this is how you do this. This is how, like, what you just said really kind of resonated with me because when I first started video editing, one of the most um, beneficial videos I watched was uh, hard drive structure. This is how I file structure my oh, videos, yes. my raw, yep. so that I can always find I everything I need. Instantly. And I'm like, I would have never thought like that. And that's one of those things where you're three months in, you're like, holy shit, I can't find anything. Everything and the guy who makes that video is the guy who's been doing it for years and has the experience, yep. right? And so like when I begin, I would just throw them all on a file. I didn't even have an external hard drive. And I'm like, why is my computer not moving? Like, mm -hmm. why won't it turn on? Oh, I need I, It's so funny. I can't imagine how many people right now are like, my computer doesn't work anymore. Something <laughs> crashes. It's like, yeah, it's because you bought a 128 gigabyte hard drive. Yeah. Because you're a cheap fuck. And you're going to have to now terabyte hard drives. That's 100%. Like everybody. That's just it. Just buy them. Yeah. So I've got like, I mean, I go through, I probably have a stack in my home office. I just probably four, five, six, seven, four terabyte external hard drive just sitting there with footage that I've shot. So anyway, I'm excited about that, but I'm excited about people making videos. I'm excited about studios' ability post uh, essential, not essential businesses opening back up. And we've talked about this. Studio will be the thing. That so you should I just say what studio yeah. is real quick? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yes, in, in yeah. its essence, right? Correct, yeah. In its essence is studio is a place for um, anybody to create their own on-demand fitness classes and then make those available to either their members of the current gym that they have. If they're a personal trainer, they can upload different styles of video that may get their people ready. Um, and eventually I'll open it up to 
anybody. So anybody that wants to create a studio, even if you're a fitness influencer sure. and you feel like you have these classes and you want to have a little bit more understanding of the engagement of your classes. So I, and again, it's part LSM or LMS learning service mod or learning module service yeah. like our system. So learning module systems, like what I use, I use a uh, teacher is what I use for micro gym right. university. It borderlines kind of that, pro for that sure. process. Because yeah. it, it, it voids itself of all the fucking vanity metrics that people love, which is like, oh, yeah, my YouTube video got 16,000 views or my Instagram got 4,700 likes. And it's like, what does that mean, though? It, it's That's got a three-second video. TikTok, do you know what consists of a view on TikTok? Not just swiping past it. So if you stop for any amount of time, it's considered a view. So that's a vanity metric. You sure. can sit there and say that you got a million views on something, but like it doesn't actually translate to anything yeah. in your pocket. You get clout on a platform, people are going to want to be, exactly. be on and the if platform. If your video more. gets 1,500 views on YouTube, that's fantastic, but sure. it's not actually, there's nothing you can do with that information Correct. to know that that's one person watching it 16 times. That's, you know, six people could have watched it one time. You have one view, but 20 people were in the room watching it. So it's like this allows people to log the class so that you can see how many people actually completed it. Yep. And the analytics is something I know, and I, you're, you're pushing updates on this thing constantly. But Daily, yeah. we literally were just talking about it yesterday, and you know, Joe said, "Hey, like, sketch out what you would believe the important analytics that a gym owner would want to see." So I started fucking around with that last night, um, and it's convinced me I, I'm just going to buy an iPad Pro just so I can draw. Yeah, I just want to draw and Do not it. have to use a pen and pencil. I love it. Um, and so I'm sketching this thing out, and I, I'm literally thinking of all this stuff and, and realizing how powerful studio will be able to become because the doors are going to open back up. You're going to have this thing and it's going to look like this. I either offer it. It's an addition to my membership. Kind of like we give people cold sweat towels and they have access to a um, buddy pass every month or all right. this, you know, they're plus one. You also have access to studio. So if you're ever traveling and going out of town, great. And maybe we get to the point like Barry's where we also, when they do want studio or if they want it exclusively, we package up some branded dumbbells at branded yeah, at mat and 100%. a yoga mat. And you have this package very similar to what alchemy anymore did. Um, and you take it, but then, but then here come becomes the thing: is a year in, twenty four months in, you've had this studio thing, and you're you're starting. You want to judge it. How is that revenue stream? And you're going to look at your group classes. We'll still kill it. Your PT, if you do PT first, will be the next underneath there. And then I think the next two competing things will be things like retail and like your your digital revenue stream. And if you find the right people and you start putting out the right kind of looking product, it will skyrocket. Mike RC owns Loud Rumor. You know, it's a marketing agency. And when I interviewed him for my podcast, I told him the reason I started paying attention months and months, almost a year before I actually interviewed him, he was doing what I was doing and what a lot of people were doing. He did it. It looked like Sports Center. He just had a great yeah. overlay and his guys custom created it. And I instantly got engaged because I could see what was the next topic. Yep. And I was like, ooh, Sports Center. I like Sports Center. I'm going to watch this guy. And I'll be honest, I didn't give a fuck about any of the topics he had to talk about. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got my own answer on that. I don't need to hear yours. Right. But Sports Center, I like it. He just, you just leave it on the back. packaged up differently. And yeah. I'm so excited for how this is going to evolve. And people are going to be getting very good digitally with their video overlays, with the editing. And they're going to create things that are more and more engaging. I think we're just going to see that digital revenue stream start to creep and creep and creep and creep. And retail, will con I think retail is always going to be eh, for gyms because it's not our primary thing, but it could start competing with that secondary revenue stream. I well, think two and three, it's going to be a very close race. I think. Well, I think what this does is it solves an issue. I shouldn't say an issue. It's just a challenge that I always saw if I was going to open up a micro gym, which is that it, there's a ceiling. Yes. All of these places, like right, you go into a bar, they don't say like, oh, what's your price per average tab? Like all these things matter. No, they care about two things. What's your cost per square foot? What's your revenue per square foot? And unfortunately, in the micro gym industry, specifically with CrossFit, where you need, it demands space, right? Like 
your price per square foot, it had a ceiling. You yes. couldn't get 150 people in a class even if you wanted to. And I was always like, I like doing things where A, I can make money while I sleep, and B, there's no limit to what I can do if I'm able to push through certain boundaries. So the, the idea of physical space limiting me was always something that I was like, ah, I'm not sure if I want a gym like to own myself. This allows someone who's got a 1,500 square foot facility that crushes it in the middle of Illinois, that has the coach, that has the personality that just booms to record those classes and suddenly open up to the world. Sure. Right? So those classes that you're charging people $200 a month to see in person and feel and you love can be experienced by thousands of people at $20 a month who now look forward to your in-house experience if one ever comes near them. So it's like forget about like just the idea that you can increase revenue, but your brand loyalty will go through the moon. Now you have a social presence. Now your social media can be for just the people, not just the people who are coming into your physical space, but for anybody who's interested in doing a workout for you. So it just completely removes the cap, the ceiling of what this can mean for revenue for gyms. Yeah. And those are a lot of the messages that I've been getting now. Like I've already thought of ways to now be able to help my coaches out is the most, there's the message I'm getting most, which is like these are people that are getting paid $20 a class, $25 a class. And they're like, I'm going to allow them to have their own class type. It's their classes on studio to be able to generate more revenue for themselves. Yeah. And I'm going to give them a cut of that. And then eventually, you know, it, with the updates that are coming out, there will be uh, owners of studio, people utilizing studio, will be able to create paywalls in front of yep. and that kind of thing. And I know, you know, I don't want to get too much into all the stuff that's coming out because mm -hmm. then people are going to come back to this podcast and then fucking roast your balls if it doesn't come out and then, and then tack <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, right now I feel so good about it because it's free. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, it's not out yet. Don't use it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Don't worry about it. Someone yeah. else is using it right now that isn't going to launch for three months and they're going to have a repository of 70 videos that once my feature comes out that they're waiting for, they're just going to turn it on and it's ready to Correct. go. And so let's – and that's a couple of things. So I before this uh, – the podcast, I was doing some uh, – some Instagramming and I asked people for a bunch of questions and if to ask you okay. and a good number of them came in. So we're just going to literally do this on the podcast. So, um, is the workout, uh, boom. is the workout displayed on the gym's page and the members log score there like sugar wad, or is it something private more like true coach and this performance, I'm going to let you do this because I'll do it in a very angrily way. And this is to, uh, my buddy Adam, who I like a lot, so I don't want to yell at Adam, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I'll let you. So pretty much, we're asking it, it, performance metrics with the log book, with the workout, with the the log book and the workout book. Sure, talking about that. So I can just give a snapshot of where it is right now and how I see it evolving, even just in the next month. So right now, it's the idea that what I'm trying to build um, or get in people's hands now is for the gym owners who have members that they're trying to find something for, right? So how do I get somebody that's already paying me? something that feels like they're yeah, worthy speed. of the thing. Yeah. Exactly, right? So that's where it starts. The evolution of it is that eventually this becomes something that's globally searchable, which means that you can now attract people, not that are just members of other gyms, but that a random person who finds out about this in a month signs up for an account on Studio and searches through all of the classes and all of the studios that have been made public by the owners, and they can go in and subscribe to a class or subscribe to a class type and then take it from there. Yeah. So it's definitely a one-to-many approach, um, but ultimately when it comes to logging workouts, they're going to be able to go in there, see your page, right? Which is branded with all of your stuff. Um, and when they're clicking on the workout, they're isolated just in that workout page. They see just the video. They're able to log the workout right there, which just means they can kind of mark that they did it on that day and put some notes for themselves. It won't, I don't see it or probably not in the near future 
having the level of results as something like a sugar water or a true coach would, where it's like, what did you, what, what's your back squat mats? I, you can put that in for yourself. Yeah. But ultimately what we're looking for is the idea that you're kind of notating how you're doing it over time. So, and, and you know, I wanted Joe to answer that because I've got that question got asked on your webinar that I sat in on when you released that. And, and here's my thing is I hear, and I know Adam very, very well. And um, Adam owns rewired fitness and Adam and everyone, all the owners like Adam that are used to having a clientele that is analytical in nature and wanting to track the result. That's not the problem a gym owner needs to worry about solving right now. Right. Tracking data and did your back squat PR go up or can I compare my notes of what kettlebell weight I used on in March to fucking October? That is not the problem to solve. The problem to solve is do you have a consolidated platform to put all your media on that currently members, like you said, currently members can access, and this is a Band-Aid, but what you're building with Station, our studio, is not a fucking Band-Aid. It is a completely a separate revenue stream platform. Yeah. And what I want people to realize is don't get caught up in the nuance like, yeah, but the members are going to get on and they're going to say it's not as good as Sugar Wad. I'm like, well, no, it's nothing like Sugar Wad. It's, it's, it's not a Sugar Wad competitor. It's not a Sugar competitor either, which I've not, gotten a lot too. Yeah, that is not at all what the platform is. And for someone who is overly analytical and they believe the priorities of themselves and their clients is going to be analytics, I don't recommend yeah. utilizing it. Or maybe put your videos on there and then link out to your true coach, their page for them to put in the data. Yeah. So like something like that, you can link or out. Or build in it all out for free. Yeah. So it's just a marketing tool for you. Sure. And that's what I love about this, right? Like, and I said it on the call the other day and I'll say it again here. There will always be a free account on Studio. There will always be a free level of usage. And as time goes on, yes, I'm sure that, well, if it expands and grows, obviously the cost increase of the platform itself and the ability to add more features and staff to it is going to be something where the platform becomes self-sustaining and there'll be paid features and there'll be ways to generate revenue. But right now, the idea is that if you want to deliver free content, do it. Yeah. Watch the engagement go up from the people who are not analytical, sure. right? So look at me. I go to a gym like, and you'd think that I'd want to track everything that I do based on the way that I work out. I don't even have Wattify on my phone and that's what my gym uses. Yeah. Don't even have it. I'm not interested. I don't actually care at this point in my life what my back squat is. What I want to do is I want to know when I worked out and what days I didn't. What days I felt good and what days I felt bad. When I look back at my weeks, can I say, God, that was a great week. Oh, look, I worked out four times, which means I took three off days. That's interesting to me and the level I think the majority of people would be interested in versus your kind of tier top tier people who are i mean even when you were transitioning i feel like to urban movement we always talked about like you were super nervous about getting rid of like the the analytics tracker and you went in and you found out that like only the four people that were engineers here sure they know as a career were actually tracking where that is is so even when i hear that from gyms like oh man but the the majority of my clients do but they're analytical i'm like let's go to that the term you just used majority how many members you have right now like 175 and let's say we've I've done their operational capacity math with them. We determined that their gym is going to be able to hold 285 clients. Like that's where their operational capacity is. Be like, you're at 175. Your cap, like you're 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 kind of almost 50% of the way to 285. You're a little bit beyond that. You're maybe like 60% of the way. So that just means that the current the current base does. But when you add, you get up to 275. You get to scale. It's going to be 30% of the gym is going to give a fuck. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, coming from a, a CrossFit gym that was at scale, I can tell you, and I had my plethora of individual design kids and the competitive kids and the vast majority, the 60 to 70%, didn't give a fuck. Oh, and by the way, don't forget that you can put a link in the description, which means there's yeah. no reason that you can't say, 
hey, go on here to watch the workout, in, engage with people, yeah, and then comment link it with out. their yeah, class. And then yep. if you're interested in the more detail analytics, we've also uploaded this to SugarWad so that you can track your individual results. Sure. Do both. 100%. There's no reason not to do both. And I think that that's like the abundance mindset that you need to have in this kind of day and age. Yeah. How many places can I be that I can sustain it in a good enough way that it delivers some sort of value? Correct. And I feel like the barrier of entry for a product like this is can you make a video that people want to watch? And that's it. And, and so and here's the thing and I brought up to you is, you know, uh, MindBody's going to come up with a video version. SugarWad's going to come up with a way to embed videos. Put videos. What did MindBody do? They push something out where it's just like a, is it just like a it's, password protected video library? Essentially is all it is. It. Correct. Um, SugarWad will, 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 will come up and they're going to do something as well too. And people are going to come and ask Joe and they're going to say, how is this any different? Right? How is this any different? And where I see the benefit in, because we also know where I believe a lot of the industry is going, the brands that want their own brand like this is studio but it's or, you know it's movement anywhere yeah like my members are probably going to refer to this more as movement anywhere than they are to studio yeah it is my white it's it's not white label but it's i'm able to control the branding around it whereas things like sugarwad and wadify and all that for the crossfitters you might still if they all come up with things that look and act like studio and you like them better then great all the gyms out there that really follow my stuff and the ones that are all thinking of creating their own brand there, this is 100% the thing that gives you the most control over the brand of it. And let me just give a comparison. And you tell me if I'm wrong because I haven't used SugarWad in like two yeah. years. Um, are you exploring on SugarWad at all? Or once oh, you yeah. create an account, you're actually you're just – You're not globally – like you, right. you get an account, you find your gym, and you stay so right there. So here's your big difference, right? One is an amenity for your current members. That's no different than having an apartment that has a pool. Correct. Right? Do you have a pool? Do you not have a pool? Do you have SugarWad, a place to attract, or you don't? Studio is an entirely new revenue stream. It is an entirely new way to deliver the same content to more people who can find you while you sleep. And this, I think what excites me so much about this is it makes me want to open up a gym. Because I always said that the only thing that stops me from opening up a gym is that ceiling that I talked about earlier and the fact that I don't actually know how to program workouts in any way, even though I've been working out for 15 years. Um, but those two things, right? So one of those is now gone because in my opinion, right now you can put out a content library that as it scales, your costs don't go up. Correct. So when you talked about earlier, hitting your operational capacity, growing from 175 to 285, you're adding how many more coaches? Correct, yeah. You're adding how much more equipment? Yeah. You're your adding how much more maintenance? Exponentially Everything increasing. is going up. So even if you're able to see a profit as your growth, that's great. When you have 85 classes on here and someone from New Zealand goes, I really like the way this guy does classes and starts paying you $20 a month, your cost goes up zero. I don't know if there's a better plan than that. Yeah. It's one of these things where, you know, and we're going to need some more of these questions here, but it's one of these things that if you're having a hard time seeing the benefit of something like this, you probably, again, were a, you're a laggard to the whole re remote thing in general. Yeah. And that was an early adopter thing. Correct. For sure. and, and I would tell you, focus on just like, again, like if you're currently like, you just started Zoom calls last week. Stay there. Stay there long enough to be able to resonate with what me and Joe are saying in the beginning of the podcast with the limitations of Zoom calls. If you're still just using a Facebook group and you're just you know kind of getting used to that and that's kind of your thing, you're like, yeah, it's, members kind of like it because it's new and novel. Stay in that a little bit longer until you experience you know the the limitations of a Facebook group and then realizing, yeah, I don't think I could ever charge somebody for access to my private Facebook group. It, right. like, I would feel like a fucking sham if I did. It's a shitty client. It, and then I think you'll really understand if you're listening to this and you don't understand this right now, it's not that you're dumb. It's not anything like that. I don't want to talk shit. You just haven't experienced and played around with the nuances of trying to even get a remote revenue stream off the ground or even a, not even a revenue stream for most of us, a remote, um, 
uh, life jacket. Yeah. Right, because I just don't want to sink to keep my members happy. You haven't done enough with it, because otherwise, once you do, you will instantly, instantly realize the benefit of this. I've got clients that, you know, I tease this with my own WTF clients in a group call or a video I did on our uh, workplace page. I don't know, probably like two weeks ago. I teased it, and I had some people reach out, like literally, completely just like glazed over. Like, I, what, what do you mean? So wait, you don't? They just didn't get it. They were on that webinar with you the other day, and they're the ones who have been sending you screenshots of people going, this is fucking great. I get it now. Because they had two and a half, three yeah. weeks of trying to do this in a Facebook, Zoom fucking world that wasn't designed for this. And that's what I love about – and I, you know, I go back now. I think about how stressed I was during that first week because I, I, you don't even know because I was sitting there at my computer at 4 in the morning like, holy shit, I missed it. Like I missed the win. Like it was five days in. I was fucking everything up, and I'm just like, "What am I doing?" It's not being the first, but being the best. And then three weeks in, it was when we had our. Car- so it was actually this is a, this will be a fun little anecdote because I haven't told you this yet. You sent out an email on a Sunday about movement anywhere. Yep. And I didn't know about it, and I saw it. It was like, "Hey, we're starting this YouTube playlist," and I was just looking at it. And I'm like, "Oh my god, he gave up on me." That was my thought in that moment. I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like I took too long. I literally got up out of bed. I didn't see the email until about midnight. I got up out of bed and I went back downstairs and I started working again. And then it was like three o'clock in the morning where I'm like, you know what? You're thinking too much about this. Like just call him tomorrow and see if that was it. Like, we don't know. Like it, it was even unlike you to, to not tell me. So I'm like, what's going on? But then when we connected again, I was like, oh, he just spent the last two weeks trying to find out what the fuck he could do in the meantime. And he came up with nothing. Yes. That's when I was like, holy shit this is the right thing to do. And it gave me the inspiration to like, oh my God, that was the week where it's like, I went to bed at 7 a.m. and 7.30 a.m. And I'm like sleeping in the weirdest hours of the day. And I'm like telling somebody, I'll call them right back and I fall asleep for an hour. And I'm like, because now I recognize that if you're out there scouring the internet like you can and you can't find anything that you feel good enough to, res- to give to your customers, then we're oh, onto something. I, I've, I've never, ever, ever, ever had a private Facebook group for all the clients at the gym, ever. Never wanted it, never would do it. Uh, I tell certain gyms, I, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, some when people, smoky, yeah, yes, right. I think it's good for some gyms. Especially um, when you're starting, feel yeah. like a little bit more intimate. God, I would never do it. And uh, we we had to do it. And then I was like, all right, so I know this is my bullshit delivery method. And <laughs> I know YouTube's where I'm going to house this stuff because we have a YouTube channel. It's like, oh, but just putting it together, this, was no, this is not an urban movement up to standard product that I can deliver to these people or service. But studio does allow for that. And um, yeah, I, you know, I'm super glad you got out of the bed and, and fucking started working on it. <laughs> Can members comment, engage with each other's workouts and scores, et cetera? Yep. Yep. You're able to go ahead. You're able to view all that good stuff. Um, Isaac sent me some bullshit fucking message. Isaac, stop wasting my time. <laughs> she looks, she's like, I literally thought your sweatshirt was inside out. I'm like, no, this is the inside out fucking sweatshirt we made, Isaac. Um, it's currently web-based, uh, is a standalone app of the future. Um, also it is awesome. And Joe is the man from Adam over at Oak strength. Oh, I love Adam. Um, so yeah, what's what's your plan app wise? So, um, what I'm thinking is that a hundred percent, it has to be a mobile app one day. Um, what I do think is in the more, so the near term, it'll definitely stay web until I'm able to get enough, like. I want to get the features right. I want to get the bugs fixed. I want to get everything like consolidated to see the way in which people utilize it the best, right? Because like, I'm always excited to put out new things to see how people are going to use them. Um, so obviously, I have an intention, but that's not always the way it works out. So I kind of want to follow that for probably the next couple of months. 
Um, and I think that the first go-to-market strategy with an app will be for the consumer only. So the production of your classes and like that will still be based on the web, but the consumer can download an app that would then just give them access to the ones that they subscribe to online. Well, here's something that's really interesting, and I didn't realize this was a problem. People, I, I'm only speaking the iPhone. I know Android does this too. So Flex is a web-based app as well. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of people like, man, I fucking love Flex. I love it, but I hate having to go into my Safari and log in the website. Like, you don't know how to save to home screen? I just don't understand. I, I, I never got that. Yeah, yeah. People are like, I never get notifications. I'm like, just click on your Chrome, and if there's a notification, like, it's a real-time notification, so it'll show up. It just can't push yeah. to your phone. Yeah, if you have an iPhone, when you open up Flex or any, you know, any web-based app products, open it up on Safari, and then hit the share button and scroll down. It says, save the home screen, and it saves it as an app on your fucking, yeah. it's an HTML5, it's a web-based app, but it's it's the same, that way you don't have to go into a browser to access And I it. build all the stuff completely mobile-friendly. Correct, right? Yeah. So like I've always done that. This one, I definitely skimped on that a little bit to get it out faster, but that's what I'm doing this week is going back for the end user and like kind of building out those features and making it more mobile-friendly because I know that more of the consumers will want a yeah. mobile version of it. Um, but like that and the ability to cast, right? So we'll have the ability to cast by the end of the week. So you can cast it to your um, Apple TVs and things like that so oh, that people great. can engage from there. That's great. So the, let's talk about that. What are some of, I look at some of these other questions coming through and filter out the stupid ones. Remember people, there's no such thing as stupid questions, just stupid people. Um, <laughs> as I filter out some of these dumb ones, what are some of the immediate releases somebody could look at? And I've got a couple of questions in here they haven't gotten on yet, which I'm sure you've got a bottleneck of people getting on or getting information. Like uh, my It's boy, unbelievable to say that we've added almost a hundred studios in the last 24 hours. Got it. A hundred studios. This was fucking insane. In my head, when we launched, I was like, okay. Which studio is Mitch? Is he number two? Huh? Which studio was you Mitch? You were number two. I was number two? Yeah, because Flex Studio. Gotcha. Got it. Flex Studio was one. Um, which is going to be cool too. And I guess I can leak it here. Flex Studio will actually be used for teaching people how to leverage Studio. So follow. If you have Studio, follow. Yeah, so Flex. like once you're on there, um, eventually it'll be an automatic thing. You'll automatically follow us because it's always going to be all free content. Yep. Um, but the idea is that the classes that are on there are going to be how to leverage Studio for your specific business, how to market it, um, the best video things. And I'm going to have like you come in on some of them. Ryan Weber, yeah, yeah. Um, he's going to help out with some of those videos. And he's been doing an incredible job at Cro for CrossFit 77. Um, so like... Just some any kind of thing that I think could help a studio owner be better at delivering their sure. product. Um, so when it comes for new features, you want to talk about for the producer side or for the member side? Whatever's going to be coming out down the pipeline next. So this week we'll have the ability to add team members. So you'll be able to send invites to your team members. Um, we'll be adding next week most likely uh, that. So right now we have no differentiation between a follower and a member which means that when someone subscribes to your studio, um, there's two options for them. They're either a follower or a member. In the future, um, next week most likely, after most gyms are inviting their members, we wanna keep it frictionless for those people to sign on. But in the near term, what we're going to do is actually make it so that the followers can see your free content and then your members is your protected content. Um, so that'll be something that comes out next week. And let me think. Um, that's I cannot wait for that too because I'm gonna have so many people like this other gym down the streets following my shit. Yeah, and then I'm gonna have it's gonna Good. be it's gonna be the the bitchy fucking uh, scarcity mindset fucking thing. I'm surprised I haven't gotten the question yet, and I was kind of ready for it just given the market, um, which is the whole like, well, what's to stop so and so's members from seeing their oh seeing my members seeing somebody else's page sure. and then leaving my gym? And it's like I'm sorry, be better. That's 
That's business, 100%. right? Like there's, there's no, I, I going to incubate you. And, and, I, and you know this. Your girlfriend's never allowed to look at another dude ever as she walks down the street. So she thinks you're the only man in the world. Right. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. That dude's better looking. He's in better shape. He's going to fuck. And shit. I think it's so funny too, because when you have a free product, you're able to kind of drop the whole, like, I need to I do love everything that. I can for customers. I charge because, a lot of money and I have that same attitude. Cause I want to give them everything they want. Right. Like, of course, but in my head, I'm like, there's certain things that just make you a better business than others. And while, and for every one message that I get, that's like, I'm not sure I'm going to waste my time with this. I have five messages. I, we have somebody in there that has created 40 classes in the last 24 hours. He's had access for actually less than 24 hours. We about, was that, like four was that Felix we were talking yeah. about? Yeah. So Felix at CrossFit Oshvenberg. Go ahead and look at him. I, um, Felix is an amazing, amazing entrepreneur. He owns a gym in Germany, CrossFit Oshvenberg. Uh, I tagged him in an Instagram story. He's definitely going to be highlighted. I'm going to be taking the best studios and looking at those. So I'm going to need your help with that for the vlog and so I can highlight yeah, what some sure. of the best studios are doing. His thumbnail game is great. His video, he, you know, he already had a ton of videos already shot and now it's just super simple to take them from your YouTube channel, get them uploaded to the oh, studio. And I don't mean to cut you off, but let me just throw in something yes. right here. For those of you out there who are like, oh, my videos aren't ready yet. Okay. Let me tell you something. You can always go back and change them. Sure. So for, I'm telling you right now that they'll probably be the majority, I would say of studios will produce their first 20 classes and then figure it out and go, oh shit. This should have been how I always did it. And guess what? There's no stopping you from going back because we don't produce the publish date, which means that you can go back and change stuff from six years ago and no one will ever know. And that's the point of it. Yes. The point of it is that you're trying to get engagement on these classes because it should be timeless and evergreen when someone enters your studio. I, uh, so I reached out to Sydney Cummings. All right. So Sydney Cummings, um, and she is literally tomorrow. Cause I was like, you are the perfect person to do a workflow because you literally right. shoot a video every day. <laughs> right. uh, Dustin, her fiance, the yeah, fiance, uh, they edit it, like they put it out there. Sydney Cummings, I did a podcast with her. She's got like, um, I think it's, uh, they just hit over 300,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. She's local here in Charlotte. She puts out a video every day and they're all the thumbnails and the generic, the good searchable stuff that she understands, right? And we had this conversation. People are like, so Stu, like all your thumbnails for studio just say, you know, upper body and core or lower body only or body weight only. Like, wh why don't you get into like, yes, yeah, kettlebell swings and box jumps and push press and like, because most, the majority of people won't search via that. They're going to search for what is the global result I'll get from this workout. Right. Full body, body part specific, right? They're going to go, hit. Yeah, yeah. They're going to exactly. write CrossFit. They're going to write like the most basic of things. Correct. And but again, it's the gym owner who thinks of programming as like this echelon of their business right. like that survives it. You need to abstract from that. Yeah, they they need to think about how the consumer that is going to be utilizing this. The once the doors open back up, your go-to hardcore clients probably aren't going to use studios often. They're going to be in back in their brick and mortar. They're going to be fucking happy. They're the same clients that really don't need your help right now. They don't need you to show them how to warm up. They don't need to know how to do a kettlebell swing. They just want a badass fucking workout to hit daily. This is for all the other people that are going to come in, and maybe you're going to be able to start advertising, which I start seeing the marketing plays behind this is, hey, if you're not ready to get started with group classes post-COVID, or even let's go two years post-COVID, like you're not ready to get started with group classes, sign up for Movement Anywhere. Yeah. Get set up. We have Do a you want to talk about a couple of these opportunities? Yeah, 100%. So I look, because you want to talk about the downsell one? That's one of my favorites. Yeah, so the downsell one is, hey, I have to cancel because of a thing. And the thing is generally going to be temporary or relocation. And if it's temporary, like I'm studying for the bar and I need the next 18 weeks, or I'm moving to Idaho, but I miss you guys. There's no urban movement in Idaho. That is where your movement anywhere, your studio becomes 
boom, the downsell. Yep. Well, good. We'd love to, you know, $14.95. You guys read about I've got a book up here. It's called The Membership Economy. Great fucking book. And it talks about where subscription price points, where they're the stickiest, yeah. where they get forgotten, which is ideally for most memberships. We yeah. want people to forget about it. Um, and it's uh, it, it's just it's a great book. Look into that. But that's the first downsell. Someone who's temporarily leaving, planning on coming back, and you ask them, well, what are you going to do for fitness in the meantime? Yep. Here's where it is. You could front load it where it's maybe an upfront cost because you're also shipping them out some equipment, right? Yep. And then you have the version that where they're moving, just want to keep following you guys, and they're an experienced autonomous client, and they want to keep following those workouts. Which, by the way, and, and like to even put it into more specific standards, those people don't have a gym where they're going yet. So to Correct. say like, hey, why don't you take the next month, just buy our $30 a month package. You can still do your workouts while you're finding your next gym. Yep. And then I, I loved your punch card one. That's got to be one of my yep. favorites where it's like a guy comes in interested in a punch card. We know we don't love punch cards because we don't know when they're going to come in. They cancel at different times. Some people are on class pass and they're not recurring. Now you have a recurring offer for those people who only want to come in and everyone, sure. oh, I travel too much. Well, perfect. We have this actually entire playlist called workouts from home or workouts on the road where you can go in and do these things so you ramp up and you're ready to go so you don't lose your fitness when you're leaving. I think that's a great opportunity. Yeah. Um, I had a, cl a client who's a, a great gym I work with called Submit to Fitness in New York and Javier and them, and they unfortunately – they were trying to be proactive. You can't blame them, but they went and signed up with Virtua Gym. Virtua Gym is where they make you a white label app and it costs thousands of dollars and it's mm -hmm. this entire thing. And when you go and look at it, it's the analytics are there, obviously a little bit further along than where studio is right now, but they're like, oh, fuck, we've been kicking ourselves because we, again, they were trying to jump sure. on it early and that kind of thing. So for any of you guys and you, you know, you have friends in the industry and things like that, you know, and they're concerned with these efforts. Send them on over the studio. Have them check it out. The worst case scenario, it's, free. it's fucking free. Create an account. You don't free. love it. That's totally Fuck, fine. Uh, yeah. Come back to it five months from now. 100%. When you feel like it's better. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and let Joe know why you're not sticking with it or whatever. Because it's all the stuff like at the beginning of this is um, – and I, I, we don't have time to do it on this podcast today, but I, I want to get into – what does the future look like? Because you still have another company of yeah. a CRM and websites to do. And then this, and I'm really curious as, a, as an entrepreneur who you pivoted, but it, you know, you pivoted your business because obviously your, your CRM and website business. I, I want to say I pivoted my business. I pivoted my effort. Yeah, you pivoted your, yeah. So yeah. you still have this, like yeah. this isn't changing CRM and websites. Now you've got this other thing and you were busy as fuck before. When the doors open back up and CRM and website business is still is back to being flush, and now you've got to still fucking run with the studio thing, who you fucking? Like, yeah. who, you know who you you know. I, I'm very curious to to jam with you. Me on that too. Stuff. I can't wait to find out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, give everyone information for studio, how they can reach you, and all that good jazz. So um, the easiest way to reach out to us if you have any questions is just studio at flex.co. So s t u d i o at f l e x x dot c o. Um, that's going to be our main support channel. That's where we're answering all the questions for you. Um, if you're kind of ready to go, I'm pretty comfortable just being like, go to studio.flex.co and create an account. And then if you're ready to start your studio right now, we are creating your studios for you. Um, and by that, we literally just put in the name for you and you get access to it. So what that process looks like is you go in, you create your own user account, which by the way, this is so funny, but like when you create a user account, put your, your fucking name in there, not your gym's name. <laughs> like it's your user account. Um, but put your stuff in there and then you shoot us an email at studioflex.co with the email address you just used to sign up and what you want your studio name to be. And then within 24 hours, you'll have a link to your admin on your dashboard. Awesome. 
buddy, great job with all this. Excited to see I how this um, how this goes. What's and good is that since you're not able to get as many guests because you know of all this quarantine. Yeah, be enjoy doing, doing this in person. By the way, this is not a Zoom. Yeah. Fucking, we I mean, we're about we're, six feet away from each other. No, we're literally good, we're good three feet away from each other tops. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like hopefully we can do a couple more jam with Joe's this yeah. month even. Yeah, absolutely, guys. Take care. Get your studio set up. Peace. See ya.